Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I went into the final game to have a chance for a third straight winning day. Unfortunately for me, it didn't work out. I go six and six on the card and I lose the juice. Let's recap the losing card for you. In the NFL, I go two and three. I cash on the Houston Texans plus the one and a half. They get the job done against Cleveland. I cash on Travis Kelsey over the five and a half receptions. I lose on the Dolphins plus the four and a half. Should have listened to everybody. The weather was a factor for Miami and Kansas City, and the Chiefs dominated the line of scrimmage. I had the Dolphins and the Chiefs first half under the 21 and a half. Kansas City converts a big third down in the closing two minutes of the first half, gets into field goal range, kicks the field goal before halftime, and I lose the ticket. Then it came down to Joe Flacco. I had the under 271 and a half yards. Two big chunk plays in the first half did me in. He goes over the number, and I lose the ticket. College basketball handicap goes 2-2. Two and two. Could have easily been 0-4. Oh I'm not going to complain about 2-2 two and two on this day. I had Texas A&M minus the 1.5. They get the job done against Kentucky in overtime. I had Missouri minus the 2.5. They were up three in the closing seconds of regulation. South Carolina hits the three to tie it. It goes to overtime. And an OT, I lose the game outright and the ticket. I had St. Joe's minus the five and a half. They were down. Then they came back. They got up double digits, but then it slipped away. Lyle of Chicago ends up winning the basketball game, and I lose the ticket. BYU was up 14 points with about six minutes to go in the game. Then it gets dicey. I missed like four free throws in the closing two minutes, but then with one second to go, I hit two of them to win the game by five and cash my minus four and a half. On Twitter, thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. You backed Texas A&M for the extra unit, so we got that one home. So a profitable day in college basketball. The coin flips go one and one. I lose in the NBA again. Rockets and Celtics go over the number. I cash in the NHL. Rangers and Capitals stay under the six, and I get that one home. So that's the pass. Let's move to Sunday. It's another big card. And we start in the National Football League. Game number one is the Dallas Cowboys minus the seven against the Green Bay Packers. So as a Viking fan, I tip my hat to the Packers. After a three and six start, they went six and two in their final eight games. They won three straight to make the playoffs. Jordan Love is actually better than I thought, and I see a path for the Packer offense to have some success in this game. But I can't see the defense stopping former head coach Mike McCarthy's offense. Green Bay has been more than a field goal underdog twice this season, plus eight and a half at Detroit. They won that game 29 to 22, plus five and a half against Kansas City. They won that game 27 to 19. So my mom always says that things comes in sets of three, but I don't see the Packers winning three straight as a five plus point underdog. Ninth playoff meeting between these two, the Ice Bowl of 1967 is the most famous of them all. Green Bay has won the last two meetings, including the most recent, in 2016 with Mike McCarthy as the head coach in Green Bay. McCarthy has gone 12-5 and in each of the last three years in Dallas, but he's likely coaching for his job today, given his 1-2 and playoff record. Dallas averages the most points per game in the NFL, 29.9 on the season. They have a great home record and a great home resume. Green Bay allowed 30 points to the Panthers this year. 34 points to the Buccaneers this year, and 34 points to the Lions. How you do that against the Panthers and the Bucks, I don't know. The Cowboys were good enough 
to beat playoff teams like the Rams by 23 and the Eagles by 20 at home. To put it simply, the Cowboys are the better football team. They have an experienced quarterback, and they have the home field advantage. I think they get separation today on Sunday and help cool Mike McCarthy's seat for at least another week. Give me Dallas minus the seven at home over Green Bay. Game number two on the card, it's the Detroit Lions minus the three against the L.A. Rams. So to me, this one's going to be awesome with a capital A. Ford Field has been around since 2002. This will be the Lions' first ever home playoff game in the building. Detroit last made the playoffs in 2016. Detroit last hosted a playoff game in 1993. Detroit last won a playoff game in 1991. It's Matthew Stafford against Jared Goff. It's Mr. Hollywood, 37-year-old head coach Sean McVay against the 47-year-old lunch paler Dan Campbell. Both teams can score. The Lions rank fifth, averaging 27.1 points per game. The Rams rank eighth, averaging 23.8 points per game. Stud tight end Sam Laporta is questionable for the Lions, so that would be a major blow if he cannot go in this game. The Rams have six players listed questionable on their injury report coming into this one. The Lions went 3-3 three and three against playoff teams this year. The Rams went 2-6 and six with one of those being the Carson Wentz exhibition last week that they won. So let's actually call it 1-6 against playoff teams. Whatever the normal home field edge is, double it in Detroit tonight. Ford Field will be rocky like never before on Sunday night. The Rams might win, but I will not bet against Detroit on this night. Give me Detroit minus the three against the L.A. Rams. Next up on the card, three prop bets here for you. I wanted to play some Lions, but Laporta's number's not available. If he doesn't go, everyone else is probably inflated, and I want to bet the overs, so I don't want to touch anything yet. So, unfortunately, no Detroit on the card for me. At running back, I'm going Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys over 61.5 yards rushing against Green Bay. So I love running backs. And finally, Pollard is seeing an uptick in rushing attempts. He had 16 against Detroit, 17 last week against Washington. He averages four yards per carry on the season. And the Packers ranked 23rd in the NFL, giving up 4.4 yards per carry. It's time for the Cowboys to lean on the pack and take their heart away with a strong ground game. Yes, you got a Schottenheimer at offensive coordinator. Run the football. I like Pollard to go over this number this week. Give me Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys over 61 and a half yards rushing against Green Bay. Next up at wide receiver in that game, it's Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers over 25 and a half yards receiving at Dallas. So Watson is questionable. He actually hasn't played since December the 3rd. The last two games he played in, though, he had five catches for 94 yards and a touchdown, seven catches for 71 yards, and two touchdowns. So if the North Dakota State product is going to play, I'm going to bet the over. So give me Christian Watson of the Packers over 25 and a half yards receiving. Next up on the card, it's Cooper Cup of the L.A. Rams over the 72 and a half yards receiving at Detroit. So the Lions pass D ranks 27th in the NFL, giving up 247.4 yards per game in the air. The Rams have an excellent one-two punch at wide receiver, but with the season on the line, I expect Stafford to lean heavily on his veteran in the clutch. So give me Cooper Cup over the 72 and a half yards receiving for the Rams. Next up on the card, we go to college basketball. And I start in a conference that I don't think I've won in this year. 
I'm on Iona, minus the four against Mount St. Mary's in the MAAC. Yes, I'm determined to win a game in this conference. The Gales of Iona are 6-9 and nine on the season, 1-3 and three in conference play, losers of two straight. They've had a week to stew on the two-point loss to Niagara as a 9.5-point favorite at home. This team does create turnovers, 14th most in college basketball, but yet they rank 266th in two-point shooting percentage and rank 334th at the free throw line, hitting just 65%. So yes, if I miss free throws down the stretch not to cover the four, I can only blame myself because I know they're one of the worst free throw shooting teams in college basketball. They do have decent wins this year over Fairfield, Colgate, and Harvard. They should be better than what we've seen of late. The Mountaineers of Mount St. Mary's are 6-9 and nine on the season, and I watch a lot of ESPN+, Plus, and I do have to note, they have one of the more enjoyable two TV crews to listen to when calling a game. They're 2-2 two and two in the MAAC this year. They lost by 6 at Top Dog St. Peter's last Saturday. The Mount is top 100 in both offensive and defensive field goal percentage, but they turn it over a ton. 21.3 turnovers per game, ranking 342nd in the country. Remember, Iona creates the 14th most turnovers, so the Gales should have some easy opportunities with their pressure defense. The line has dropped from an open of five and a half. I'll take the discounted price and back the Gales, minus the four, at home over the mount. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card, we go to the Horizon League. It's Cleveland State plus the one-and-a-half at Green Bay. So the rise of the Phoenix from Green Bay is nothing short of amazing this year. Last season, Green Bay finished 3-29, and 2-18 in the horizon. This year, they're 10-8 and on the season, 5-2 and in the horizon. Top 200 wins over St. Thomas, Illinois of Chicago, and Wright State. They've won five of six basketball games coming into this one. They play offense like the old Dick Bennett days at Green Bay, 351st ranked in tempo. Yes, they will slow you down. Meanwhile, Cleveland State enters 11-7 and in the season, 4-3 and in the horizon, and they like to create turnovers and play at a faster pace. The Vikings have four top 200 wins this year over Ohio, Canisius, Bradley, and Oakland. I think they learned a valuable lesson about closing games on Friday. They were up 19 in the first half and then lost by eight at Milwaukee. That learning lesson will help them finish today. Give me Cleveland State on the road plus the one and a half at Green Bay. Next up on the card, we head to Conference USA. It's Liberty plus the three and a half at Louisiana Tech. So what is wrong with Liberty? Preseason conference favorite is 11 and six on the year, 0 and two in the conference, coming off a shocking 10 point loss at home to Jacksonville State as an 11 and a half point favorite. They shot just 34% for the game in that one compared to 46.5% of the season. The Flames still rank 95th in the Ken Palm numbers thanks to wins over Charlotte, Furman, Wichita State, and Vermont. But they're just 5-6 and six over the last 11, which also includes a 45-point non-competitive loss to Alabama and a 25-point loss to Florida Atlantic. 
This is a big one if they want to avoid an 0-3 start in the conference. The Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech are 11-6 on the season. They're 1-1 in the conference and are undefeated at home this year. 62nd best defense in the country with a top 100 win over McNeese and a pair of solid wins over Stephen F. Austin and Louisiana. Last out, they won by eight at Middle Tennessee, thanks to eight of 19 shooting behind the arc. I'm going to grab the three and a half, though. I think Liberty will be in it until the end with a good spot to steal the win. Give me the Flames of Liberty, plus the three and a half at Louisiana Tech. Next up on the card, we'll go to the American Conference. It's Tulane, minus the two and a half at Tulsa. So how will the Green Wave bounce back after that heartbreaker against Florida Atlantic? We'll find out. Tulane is 10-5 and on the season, 1-2 and in the conference after losing back-to-back against North Texas and FAU. All five losses this year have been against top 100 teams. Bradley, Mississippi State, and George Mason were the losses in the non-conference. Three of their losses this year have been by three or less. Heartbreak Hotel. Tulane has three top 200 wins this season. California, at Fordham, and against Furman. They have the fourth best two-point shooting percentage in the country, hitting 60.6% of their shots. 53rd best in offensive efficiency. The Golden Hurricane of Tulsa are 9-6 and six on the season, 0-3 in the conference, losers of three straight to Memphis, East Carolina, and Charlotte. Five of the six losses this year have been within single digits. They have two top 200 wins this season, Loyola of Chicago and Missouri State. Their defense is good, offense not so good, shooting just 43.3% of the season. Tulane was preseason number three in this conference. Tulsa was number 10. Tulane has two all-conference players in Forbes and Cross. So not only do I have the best player on the floor, I think I have the best two players on the floor today. So I'm going to lay the two and a half with the green wave and hope they cover. Give me Tulane minus the two and a half at Tulsa. Then your coin flips here for Sunday in the NBA. I selected the LA Clippers at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Total of 223. Heads it is. I'm on the over 223 between the Clippers and the T-Wolves. Then on the frozen pond, I have the Detroit Red Wings at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Big number here. Total of seven. Heads it is again. I'm on the over seven between the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs. So let's recap my card for a Sunday. In the National Football League, it's all chalk for me. I'm on the Dallas Cowboys, minus the seven against the Green Bay Packers. I'm on the Detroit Lions, minus the three against the L.A. Rams. My three prop bets here, Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, over 61 and a half yards rushing. Christian Watson of the Packers, over 25 and a half yards receiving. Cooper Cup of the Rams, over 72 and a half yards receiving. College basketball in the MAAC. Can I win a game? I'm on Iona, minus the four against Mount St. Mary's. I'm on Cleveland State, plus the one and a half at Green Bay. I'm on Liberty, plus the three and a half at Louisiana Tech. I'm on Tulane, minus the two and a half at Tulsa. NBA, I'm on the Clippers and the T-Wolves over the 223. NHL, I'm on the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs over the seven. So that's my card for a Sunday. I hope everyone enjoys a great day of games. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.